Tottenham Arsenal, then the Sparks fly. Hello and welcome back to the Battle of North London podcast. It's been a while since we've last done one. Um, it's been a busy Christmas period and New Year's period, so there's been a lot of stuff happening and a lot of games going, but we're back. Should be the usual now. Back to the usual now. Happy New Year, everyone. I think everyone's having a great 2020 so far. Um it's it's not it's not it's not been as great for the for the Spurs side. So I think to make things better, we'll begin with what's going on right now with Arsenal and kind of that whole situation. <laughs> um, as, since we've last recorded, um, uh, Emery was just sacked, um, and now Arteta is the new manager. Um, it's obviously not that it's not breaking news now anymore, um, but he's got his first win. As of the first of January, um, he we've beaten Man United two 0 oh, It was such a phenomenal performance. Um, it's an it's a great great beginning to that. Can, can we just get, get but before the before he when when he was announced, were you pro Arteta or were you saying so, that this is a horrific appointment? Okay, okay, fine. So we can talk about how he's doing and what we think so far, but. At the original time, it's just like, I, who knows what to expect? I think everyone's fair enough, like, what to expect from that. Because it's kind of like, he, we've never seen him manage a first team on his own before, but he has got some experience. And and players like the, the Freddie Lundberg, who we people were talking about, had no experience in managing a, a, a full-time team. So, like... Well, so did Arteta. Arteta had no, had no experience. But I think... Um... Arteta had more experience than Lundberg did because he actually well, a, is a manager. He, he was a system manager to one of the, the never greatest manager. managers ever. A, I said at the time, and, and I had arguments with Arsenal fans about this, is that I was actually... Um, so I said Arteta was a good appointment for Arsenal at the time. Um, and sadly, I've been proven right. So, <laughs> I mean, not, not yet. I mean, we don't know. It's all reactions to everything. But yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a decent appointment. I think long-term it's a good appointment. But I think, yeah. I think it's potential for a great long-term manager. It has got potential because... He'll bring a style of play like he's from what he learnt from Guardiola, and he'll he'll either he'll bring his new style, but from what I've seen, it's been a very not similar style to Guardiola. But there's stuff which you can see he's learnt from that. He's, he's or, or he, he he must have brought something to Man City, Arteta. So there must be some of what he brought to Man City now in this yeah, Arsenal I mean, who team. Who else would sit, who else would would would, uh, would organize the cones and put out the cones? A very important job. Um, but no, nah, I think. It's just who knows when you first appoint him. But so far from what I've seen, it's been, even though it's only, it's, it's, we've had a win, draw and a loss, the, the, all three of those games have been very good in my opinion. They've played, also played very well and, and, un, and deservedly beating Man United and undeservedly losing to Chelsea is, is how I feel about how that went. And it's, it's really annoying because if you beat Chelsea, we're now, we're now like a, I think I thought I saw. I think I worked it. We're like four or five points behind fourth place if we beat Chelsea. But obviously you lose now, so it's a six-point swing, and it's it's not as like you can forget about it all of a sudden. But I still know there's still stuff going on. Um, but I think from what I've seen so far, and let's talk about that and how Arsenal have been playing, especially today or against Man United. Defensively, much stronger. 
clean sheet now against Man United. Defensively, I think players are are, are I don't know about everyone that. is doing their job. Abamyang is playing left back for more for most of the games. <laughs> I don't know. Um, nah, this is a massive stretch. No, defensively good. I mean, when he's the first Not, two games. When I say defensively, really I don't average. mean I don't mean Today, the back four. To... I don't mean the back but, four. I mean yeah, as, a as a team defensively, yeah. they're 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 doing a great job. Everyone did their job. Urzel's tracking no, back. I, just, um, I don't even even someone like David Luiz is great defensively though. That doesn't still that doesn't work, right? You were. You, you put in a decent performance today. It was a very good squad performance today. But last week in, in Bournemouth and uh, Everton, well, I mean, Everton wasn't technically Arteta's... Uh, I, I, he wasn't technically manager then. But your, your defensive hasn't been that great. Maybe as, as, as a squad mentality, I think there's something that's been improving there. Um, but I think there's, no, there's, there's a still real question as how improve. much is, is, the, is the... Huh? There's still a lot to improve. Like, I'm not saying we're now sorted. The defenders knows what they're doing, but I yeah, think and, and everyone the is doing is how much a job. Is the, is the the manager bounce, um, which has been very limited at the moment? Is in he's had had the bounce of a of a I don't know of nothing. I can't think of a, of a good metaphor at the moment. Um, but he's he hadn't really had a bounce, and this this maybe is the evidence there is some sort of bounce there is some sort of mental boost in the players and they feel happier on Arteta than they did under Emery they weren't uh, making fun of him for saying good evening and <laughs> um, they, they seem happier I think that's a, that's a no but I think Arteta's like from what I've seen so far under Emery the players were a bit just averagely caring whereas with Arteta I think the players want to learn I think obviously I'm not behind the scenes but from what I can see the players clearly wanna I think they want to improve because they know he's got ways to improve and he's doing if you watch him on the touchline during the games, he's constantly shouting instructions and ways to get better. You just look at someone like Abamyang who I've seen before when people talk about oh he's backtracks well. under Arteta he's put, he's actually playing at left back. Like just as an example, right towards the end of the Man United game, Saka, who was the left back went forward. Instead of joining the attack, like most strikers would do, Aubameyang decided, even though he could have got in there, he's just going to sit back and play that left-back role just in case we lose the ball. And it and Saka then had to backtrack, and who's covering a left-back? Aubameyang's basically playing as in a back four. If you watch it, you can just see it. He's in the back four. You wouldn't get that usually with a striker, I wouldn't think. So I think he clearly is being taught something and how to do it. And I think... There is defensively, there is so much potential right now for an improvement, and they, you, I'm looking forward so much to how 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 well this team can play. Because against Chelsea, it was just it was just tiredness that you that let the, left the team out. It wasn't like a bad performance towards the end. It was just one silly mistake, and the team just switched off and conceded a second. So it was just annoying and frustrating that because fully Arsenal deserved the win. Um, the other. Th- Another thing that I've seen Anteta do is bring this Raheem Sterling style player, or he, or try to bring a Raheem Sterling style player into the team, where it's someone coming f- late from the wing, and in the past two against Chelsea and um, Bournemouth, it was Reese Nelson playing that role. Today it was Pepe, and he scored a goal from that basically coming in late at the far post. Pepe gets a goal, perfect. I think re- the. I don't want to. I don't want to call it the Sterling, but because it feels like I'm just copying for the sake of copying. 
um, and saying, oh, well, of course you're saying Sterling because Man City and Arteta. But it, it does feel like that is the sort of player. Um, if, if you're going to make Man City comparisons, the real question is, where is, where is your Scott Carson? Where is who is your Scott Carson in that team? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but like, <laughs> I feel like that's the biggest comparison I can take from a Man City team and this Arsenal team is that is that style of play. And hopefully, Pepe can strive under this new role. Um, this was the first time Arsenal have played Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Özil in the same team, and first time we've got a win. So. The front three everyone's talking about. Let's just pretend that didn't happen. Let's call it the front four now. So that that, that looks good. <laughs> the, the, the front four, I don't think that will work as a long-term thing. It's it's too... You can't have... Uh, uh, it's too attack-heavy, right? If you have four players... No, but that's that, the thing. It's not. Because Aubameyang is. isn't too attack-heavy in this style. The wingers are backtracking all the time. So they're not mm. too attack heavy. That's that you would think that would be an attack heavy side if the but the, because of the way he's playing and the wingers are backtracking, it really works. So I mean, I'll be honest. I'm just thinking about it in, in terms of FIFA formations and, and the four three three with an attacking uh, midfielder. No, looks like it's, too it's, attacking. it's it's more a very Whereas traditional four two three one. Looks more like a, a, a traditional team, but I, I it's a, it's a very sure. traditional four two three one, which people have mm. were playing in the before Liverpool came along. Um, and I think, like, Aubameyang might get frustrated is the only problem with that, is he could get really frustrated as he wants to be the striker. But I, I think best left-back in the league is a better better title, in my opinion. Best left-back in the league with, I think, um, his second top goal scorer. So that's a pretty nice, nice record to have. Um no, I, I think there's a point there that can be made about about the the manager bounce because I think this has basically been seen shown, shown for the first few uh, weeks at, of, of Mourinho at Tottenham and it's it's lots of lots of different managers have this is the, the new manager bounce basically frees up the players to play more attacking football because that's their instinct, um, but I don't think that like what 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 really shows the 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 pedigree of a manager isn't being able to have this this bounce where the players are freed up and the players are playing attacking football like like Arsenal were today playing. In parts, at least, not the second half was less so, um, but the first half just playing free flowing attacking football. I think that the the real uh, test is can you keep up long term? Um, can you have more? Can we be more more structured as a team? Because and and this is a test that we'll get into it later. But Jose is failing right now, um, and and uh, yeah, I think the the original boost, the the motivational new manager, new new start, new everything, um, that that can do really well, and it hasn't really been that so far. I mean, in, in terms of playing, at least it has, but in terms of results. There hasn't really been the Arsenal, um, but yeah, I, I think yeah. I mean, there is a serious point to be made there that, that it's interesting how like when how teams get more attacking and more play, generally. I mean, that's a general theme. I don't know. If there's probably some there's some examples that can uh, prove me wrong, but I think teams uh, play more free flowing with attacking football with a new manager, and and yeah, and and, and that's I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how I mean, Arteta can. Do it over a long term, and my my judgment's still out, I guess. But even I think he's decent. Well, what 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 is difficult though is going to have to be maintaining this defensive stability. Like as you say, going forward, I don't think you have defensive stability. No, no, no. I don't think they do yet, but they have. There is clearly more potential. I think it's because if you look at what happened with Tottenham, yeah, and mm-hmm. Mourinho came in, and going forward, you were right. You scored all those goals, and you played very good attacking, flowing football. But defensively, it didn't change. Defensively, it didn't change. Yeah, 
And it's clearly, as it shows over the past few games with Spurs, it's not really, it's been an issue that defence, yeah? It got worse, I think. Whereas, and that's and that was kind of Mourinho's thing, defence. Um, mm-hmm. So with with um, Arteta now, you have to hope, even though you're saying going forward we might flow a bit better, it's can you maintain defensively? And I think a clean sheet today was so important. This, this Man United game, I don't think, I think it, for Arsenal's future could have been one of the most important games in the next few years. I think this game, mm. because. And I'll tell you, I'll explain to you why. A, because no, 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 no. And I'll explain to you why. Because after the Chelsea game, this, lots of players looked down and like this, they, they didn't want to be there. Because it was just frustrating. They felt they deserved it and they didn't get the win. So like, if you then go ahead and then lose Man United next week, the Daniel Windows transfer starts and everyone's suddenly like, I'm not enjoying it here. I want to leave. Players like Aubameyang who are like, People are talking about leaving, and I think because of how, because where January is now, and this game was meaning so much to that. Like someone like I don't want to say now, it's going to be topsy turvy after one game. But Granny Xhaka, <laughs> who's everyone's saying is leaving, I thought he was out. I thought he was out the squad, out the team, and everything. He came in today. He was very good today, yeah. and he was very good. So now the question is, do you really want him to leave now? <laughs> because because it's he has such a good performance, so I think that that is probably a decent point actually. The the, the timing tactically of of this game that it's it's as January starts right. So the the time where players are looking like can I move? Should I move? Um, Arsenal are crap. Let's go somewhere else. Um, and and he's, this is like at least stay for this month. At least stay for the next six months. Um, after that we don't know. But I think yeah, that that's actually fair enough. Yeah, and I, I think, think the, the decade point is a bit stretched, though. Is it? It's not decade. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's going to be the most important game, but it could be a very important game for the next few years if this swings. Who knows? If we lost players, all the squad, Abamyang leaves this window, Lacazette leaves, Ozil leaves. I don't know. We've lost half the team now because none of them, well, not lost them, but none of them want to be there anymore. And the win now could, not only does it bring up morale, it also makes that January thing. There was this talk also, I think about mentioning because I hadn't seen it anywhere that much but Torreira apparently his agent went to the Arsenal board wanted to leave or was talking about leaving and the Arsenal board basically said to him he's not for sale and I think that's good to see that um, Arteta is basically stamping his foot down saying I want these players um, or at least I hope that this is what happened saying I want to keep these players around um, because I really want to build a squad which means I think there is a way he wants to... There is a build going to happen rather than a... Because we were talking originally about the reason who Arsenal needed to bring in after Emery got sacked. And it was, you don't want a traditional winner who plays in Europe. You need someone that's going to build a team and squad and all that. And I think... You look what happened with Guardiola when he took over from Man City. Um, They kind of went from, from good to another level so you kind of want Arteta to do a similar thing where it's a decent squad you'd hope because even though right now we're mid-table the squad is definitely up there as one of the best teams in the league as a squad um, maybe not individual performances how they've been playing as a squad you could you would say there is still a top six squad or maybe Leicester have added to that now but um, I don't know I don't know so I mean, either way Either way, you really hope that there is a way to build a team around some of these players. 
and I hope Arteta does that now. It's going to be a very interesting January, I think. Players might want to leave still. Like they might be saying, even this is not enough. Um, the the most worrying thing is the Aubameyang situation, because he's got a year and a half left on his contract. He's thirty odd. Um, it's kind of they want everyone. He's wants been him to carrying stay. you for a while as well. Though. He's been carrying, yeah. Before today, um, we'd scored twenty six goals in the league. He'd scored thirteen of them, fifty percent of goals in the league. Um, all coming from him. So, um, if he were to go there, there'd be a real, real crisis at Arsenal. You would, th- you would hope not. You would hope not. You'd hope someone would be able to. You'd hope that we, there would be a way to replace. Or how much money do you think he would go for right now? It's difficult because he's, he's at a stage so. where he's at a, he's getting there. So how much do people want to be willing to pay for it? Arsenal might just say we'd rather keep you around because we're not going to get that much for you. Um, but it, who knows? Some team could come in, and they want to spend seventy million for on him. We can then replace him with that money. Do you do that? It's a tough. T- it's a tough situation that with Aubameyang, and that's yeah, that's quite it, worrying. It depends how much the, how much is he's going for right now. I don't. I don't know. I'm not really. Uh, I think he's thirty years old. He's he's clearly got quality, but the question is how long can he do it for? Um, and I don't know. I don't, I don't want to call him on the same level as Ronaldo, but. You look. <laughs> no, no, no. no. But good you good look, start to a sentence. Good start. You look at like players, and and they can play till they're older now. You look at like Frank Ribery. He's still playing, and he's like, he, everyone. I thought he retired three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So players can can stick around till they're mid late thirties. But the thing is, his whole thing is 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 pace and speed and being able to have that. And if if that just if that if you lose that. Does he have as much of the goal-scoring ability as, as everyone else does? Because I think Lacazette's a better striker, a, a goal-scorer than or finisher than him, like a traditional goal-scoring striker that you'd have. But Aubameyang has that edge because he's got the, the pace and the ability to dribble and get him behind. If you lose yeah, that... They, they, as a partnership, they're sort of not really working at the moment um, together. But, but you then bring that back to what we've been saying. Aubameyang is working now because he doesn't need to play as that second striker anymore he's playing as a left midfielder left winger who then tracks back as well he's playing as that traditional left winger rather than someone that wants to play as a second striker that's that's the biggest that's such a big thing you don't realize that but then you have to think of from his perspective right i know, I know he seems happy at Arsenal. i don't really know about how happy how happy he is um but the point is is that would you rather play left back tracking or left wing tracking back or you play at a different team in the champions league let's say because he hasn't been in the champions league for three years now he's clearly a top quality player um i i don't know i think, I think it just seems more attractive to me to to play at a big club to be scoring goals for fun um so i, th- I don't know i think i think the decision will be less down to him i think it's just kind of like he's not going to urge a, a move but he's he's, he's not going to be i don't know i feel like he's going to be open to moving but he's not going to push for a move so much i don't think cuz he's the cub captain his, i, I his would quality hope player though his quality been, player being in the europa league for 3 years but he's been I given the club captaincy um I don't know. Maybe he's he's seeing. I feel like he as one of the one of the few players that over the last six months has to you see from social media and whatever is actually enjoying life. Like he, he may, maybe no, he'll say no, maybe he'll say maybe he'll say I'm enjoying London. I enjoy living in London. Why would I want to really move to 
I don't know. I don't want to move everything. You, that sort of thing happens. So, like, I don't think he'll push for a move. Because he has... Because people... I do see, like, he's enjoying it a bit. And I feel like he gets along with players like Lacazette and all the French lads. They kind of kind of get along together, it seems. He's, he's not French, but... But he gets along... I'm saying... You, he played in France. Anyone so. who knows Arsenal, watches Arsenal, social media, all that, knows Lacazette, Bamiyan, Guendouzi, they're all like a group, social group almost. Um, There's a weird age difference there. Guendouzi's like 12 and about... <laughs> yeah, but I feel That's like... Weird. I feel, I don't know, I, I, let's not get into the dynamics <laughs> of how social groups... <laughs> um... So yeah, that's interesting. Also, we're going to see is is Arteta going to get any money to spend? Because oh if you look at back, talking back again, Man City, they if they don't if they don't like a player, they'll just spend fifty million to buy a better player. <laughs> Whereas Arteta won't be able to do that. And um, it's interesting. Like, what what what's he going to want to go after? Does he? How much of an improvement does he need? It's it's you see, this win is like and people can say. We don't need anyone now. We've just beaten Man United in one of the most comfortable games we've had in a while. Who needs? Why do we need to sign anyone? Um, I mean, it just makes, makes me think of, of Jose not, not not getting any money this this uh, window. Um, it just gives me oh, palpitations. Yeah, it's going to January for everyone is going to be very interesting because, like you said, Spurs and Arsenal probably don't have much to spend. Um, uh, lots of players from both clubs could be leaving. We're talking now about Spurs. They've got a couple of other contracts. Spurs have also got contract problems with Ericsson and yeah, Ericsson's the biggest one. Also Vertonghen. Vertonghen's less so. Well, they could both leave. I feel like Vertonghen's more likely to stay to the end of the year and just run out his contract than than Ericsson is because no one's really going to pay that much for Vertonghen. He's how old is he? I don't know, but uh... thirty-two, I think. But uh, there's there's uh, the the Athletic said that. Vertonghen's going to sign a new contract, so I'm I'm going with them. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Vertonghen could leave realistically, but it wouldn't be a horrific uh, calamity if he did leave. Were to leave, um, Ericsson I think will leave either in January or end the season. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. January is obviously going to be big for both clubs, but, uh, but realistically, nothing's going to happen, and we're going to just be hyping up the whole window. So, is it going to happen? Is it? No, it's not. It's never, never. <laughs> Daniel Levy, stingy. He's so stingy. Never going to happen. Keep your hopes down. <laughs> well, that stingy could 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 come could not isn't gonna be the could be not be the best thing because he could be willing to selling him for nothing almost. Um, I've, I funny thing is I've, I've just I've put in my notes here for this podcast before the United game has happened. Um, one of the questions I was going to ask you was could Arsenal get relegated? Right now, I'd rather not get into that discussion. I think it's interesting <laughs> how we've won one game and all of a sudden it goes from we could get relegated to it's top four option now for Arsenal. I think that's an interesting thing for both Arsenal and Spurs is do you think Spurs can get or Arsenal can get into the top four? Yeah, I mean, Spurs obviously can. Um, I, I mean, maybe because my delusion that I've, I haven't really considered that as a massive uh, problem for most of these. Maybe I should have for parts of it, but I, I still think like a couple of games ago here and there, um, Chelsea keep giving us chances, and we keep and we keep fucking them up. But um, like I don't know, it, it can it can happen. It, it, all you need is a small run of games. That's all it is. I don't think it's for Arsenal. It's bigger. I think. Um, I think I, I think Spurs can definitely get that four. I think probably will be honest. But. Really. 
you know, I know I'm, I'm probably I'm being not really reacting proportionally to the, the what the game is, but the game happened, to, uh, the Southampton game. Um, I just I don't know. We can, I I think we can. I think when it matters, um, I think when it matters, I think we we can actually uh, turn up. Sometimes saying that we, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just being too. I, I I'm generally positive. I try to be positive. I think sometimes I can be accused of being too negative. Um, I don't know. I, I think that there's a chance things things can go right. Maybe big January. Fingers crossed for a big January. Um, and then that, and then yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I guess it's all hope. So putting your Tottenham bias and feelings towards Arsenal aside, though, your personal feelings. Um, and I know it's obviously we're talking one game again, but what do you think though about Arsenal's chances now of going on a run and getting top four? Is how likely or much possibility do you think that is? And do Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal get top four? Do Arsenal have to do anything in January to make that a lot more? In your opinion, um, I don't. I, I, I mean, again, I think maybe I can't put my biases aside. Maybe, maybe I'm being too biased. I don't think Arsenal are realistically in the top four race. I think that it's a point that you were talking about Arsenal being relegated last week. Um, that I don't think that they're just too far off. I don't think there's, there's amount of, the amount of big changes you would need to um, for Arsenal to get top four. I think you need clubs above to collapse. You need Arsenal to go on. I mean, Arsenal. I don't know at the moment. I really, I mean, I do. It's all, it's all up in the air with a new manager. You'll see how Arteta can can, can maintain his this sort of uh, positivity he's, he's created so far around the club. Um, what happens when you when you get battered in a big game? What happens when you go away on a Monday night and lose to, I don't know, let's say, uh, Brighton. Let's say you lose to Brighton. I, I don't know if you've played Brighton away yet. Um, that, that, that that negativity that sets in that that Spurs fans are feeling now. I'm I'm feeling now a little bit, which I'm trying to cover up. Um, <laughs> But you're saying that Arsenal have no chance, really. But then you've also said Spurs. Well, you're in a position still. Um, if you look at the point, Arsenal three points behind Spurs. Um, are they actually? That's all there is in it. Um, oh, however, Arsenal are nine points behind Chelsea, who are in who are in fourth. So it's it's still quite a good gap. But if you think Spurs have a chance, and I'm trying to say removing the bias, surely Arsenal have a good <laughs> chance of making top four then. <laughs> that is probably fair. I, mean, I didn't know. I thought it was it was bigger because before the game today it was bigger than you've gained on us today again. Um, to, <laughs> I still. I mean, it's probably there is there's a probably equal chance to have if I put it like that. Um, but I still don't think. I think I think Arsenal are still quite mentally frail. I think this is a similar sort of comparison to the early the early days of Poch. Is that like there's a very happy mentality around the squad. There's clearly, there's clearly there's clearly some sort of togetherness after tonight, but. The matter, can you do it in the big games? Can you do it when it matters? Can you? I mean, we, last year you didn't couldn't do it when it matters. When you had Emery and this team, when you've got a manager who's managed for for two weeks, um, like I don't know, there's there's a there's a level of like uh, I don't know, doing it doing it and doing it on the under when you're under pressure, doing it in the big games, doing it over a consistent period of time. That is how you measure a big team. That's how you measure a strong, mentally strong team, which Arsenal has, which has been a very good criticism of Arsenal over the past. I don't know, ten years now. Um, I don't. I, I just. I don't see Arsenal going on a long run of games um, and and nailing down top four. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm not. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think Spurs are more likely, especially with Mourinho, who knows what he's doing, um, a little bit. Um. <laughs> wait, 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 I'm really confused right now. Like, I know you said you might be you you feel biased, but this just 
Spurs mentality is really good right now. It has the potential to go on a long, flowing run. When was yeah, the last time you saw that happen? Oh, my God. Uh, Champions League. <laughs> In a long run of games. I don't know. I mean, it's... <laughs> no, I think that the fact that there is, it does matter. I think it is. Are it you does the new tie? More experience. Are you like the Spurs tie? <laughs> Some people in, in, in the comments have accused me of being that. Um, <laughs> um, I, no, I do think though. I do think that it matters though. When you've got a squad of inexperienced players, that's just one of as one of players who've done it before. I know I know what they're doing. We're managing who's 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 done what, done it before. That matters. Yeah, you're um, right. Suppose suppose to look great. That, that that brilliant result against Norwich that um, then happened, and then regardless Southampton, and then a great defeat against Chelsea. Pretty impressive. Only lost two 0 this, this, look at the mentality to only lose 2-0 in a terrible performance. Whoa. This team is unstoppable, if anyone asks me. I, I could not think of a mentally stronger yeah, squad right now than Spurs. No, the point, the, the point isn't that we... Is the point is that there's, there's, a poten- there's bigger potential and bigger chance, I think. I think that, the that exact Spurs opposite will with do Mourinho, that over though. Arsenal. I think if anyone's got the potential to completely destroy your confidence is Jose Mourinho, the man for the job. If you want someone that's going to tear you down and ruin you, that's Jose Mourinho. It's Jose Mourinho. <laughs> um, and we've see, we're starting think, to see it. Like, look at his comments after the game. Oh, this guy's an let's, idiot. Let's do that. Um, I mean, Jose, Jose is real. Jose is back, and this this sort of pretense that he's been doing for the past uh, few weeks of happy Jose, and I'm just happy to I'm happy to back up. I'm not doing the accent, but I I'm just happy to be here at Tottenham. I love Tottenham. They're the best club I could have chosen. Um, that, that pretense is is clearly gone. Um, he made the comments after his yellow card, where he where he got for trying to read the the notes of the of the opposing manager. Um, to like I don't know what the, what the hell's wrong with him. He says that the the yeah the, the yellow card was right because he was rude, but he was rude to an idiot. Um, which is I guess Jose Jose's himself. I guess. Um, I, I don't know. And, and there was the other comment about that, and Dumble is like getting getting pissed about him being injured all the time. Um, it's like you you, you play one game and then he's injured. Um, but I think Jose's. It, in some ways, it's 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 like it's yes, I was proved right. Jose is Jose isn't this new man. Um, Jose isn't this this lovely hippie who's happy and and loves everyone. He's still this grumpy old man who hates everyone and hates everything. Um, <laughs> in some ways, that that that's sort of uh, refreshing. But that, that's the only that's where the where the uh, refreshingness that's a word ends with Tottenham because we were terrible. We were unbelievably bad. Um, and all my talk about how Spurs mentality could be good. Uh, oh my God, we're bad. <laughs> oh my God. What What I'm Literally thinking as well is problem. like, um, with I know you're saying here, Ndombele is saying talking about Ndombele's injuries, but um, the other man who got injured was Harry Kane. Kind of, oh, you look no, what happened. You look what happened like the past few years. He kind of gets an injury and it kind of knocks how he's been playing for the next few months and to be fair he hasn't really been Harry that the true Harry Kane so much I feel this season and I feel like I don't know, he's got 20 something goals so I mean it's not yeah but it just doesn't it's like the stats might he might have goals but it doesn't feel like oh yeah Harry Kane is on fire every week and I'm worried Kane's going to score this week anymore it's like oh if Kane scored oh that's just okay Kane scored not like 
he's going to score every week and everyone needs to worry about him constantly. It just doesn't feel that way anymore. And especially now, like this injury as well, he's going to be out probably for the Liverpool game in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's, yeah, so that's next week, of, so... Don't remind me. We've got Liverpool next. Oh my god, we've got Liverpool. We're going to get back. We've got FA Cup first. We've got FA Cup first this oh, that's week. True. Which I think. I do, am I confident we're going to go through? Not at all. Not at all. I've been hearing now that Middlesbrough apparently won their last four games in the Championship. <laughs> um, of course, they're picking up, picking up their form. They've got they've got Woodgate and uh, Robbie Keane. I, I, can't, I can't remember in what in what order who's the manager and who's the assistant manager. I think it's Woodgate the manager. Um, that oh, I mean, you can see, you can see them beating us, can't you? It's just oh. The thing is, though, with Everything with no Kane, Spurs are really struggling. Cause, yeah, we really are. Because that's really down are. to Lucas or Son to play up front. And, yeah, they both could do a good job. But I feel like, you know what I can see happening right now? Jose Mourinho's playing Deli Alley up front and not putting front Son up front. I can easily see that happening. Nah, he, he likes he likes Son. I think that there's this... Uh, he does like Son. I, I don't know if it's how, how much of that, that was pretend, but I think everyone likes Son. He sees him... He's an, everyone loves... I mean, other than Rudiger and, and Andre Gomez and, the, <laughs> and those people. Everyone loves Son. He's a, he's a lovely man. How could you not like Son? <laughs> I, I have to bring up... On, tell me be, how you hate Son. No, I, I, hate I, have to, I have to be biased. I mean, he plays for Spurs, so I hate him. Um... <laughs> I think, I think we should actually talk about the game. I think that there were so many problems there. Is that the defensively that that pairing is I don't think what it was. It's nowhere near where it was. Oh. Alderweireld got got. I mean, Vertonghen was partly a fault for the goal, but Alderweireld got got taken apart, taken apart completely by Danny Ings of all people, um, who. I don't know, the midfield is. I don't know what our, what our best midfield is at the moment. We had we had Tongi playing uh, for the first half now in defensive midfield. Then we brought on Lacelso for. And Dumbley, I didn't think that was a best sub. I don't know that. Just, I don't know what our best team is. I like. I mean, a little bit of positive again. But there was when when Emela came on, at least he showed some little levels of commitment, um, which I like about him. He's not a very good player, but that that made me a little bit like we might be able to get a draw here. But the fact that I'm thinking like let we could, we could get a draw at Southampton. Um, and, and and at the end of the day, we've got one point from Norwich and Southampton, um, who are I, th- I think that they're no, Norwich were twentieth when we played them. I don't I don't think Southampton are twelfth or thirteenth or something like that. Um, the fact that we've done that is is actually shocking, um, and there's real problems that I think that I mean. It, Jose, Jose's been saying now that he he looks at this squad and he, he doesn't doesn't need signing. He just needs time. Like man. Like, just take take the mask off. Stop lying. Can we just <laughs> you need money? You need investment. Can we just talk though about how Spurs have been playing over the last few games? Because since since the beginning of December, Spurs when they beat since Spurs beat Burnley five 0 and you might have thought stomach's going to happen now. They lost to Bayern Munich. Had a ninetieth. Yeah, that's that's not really fine. Had a ninetieth minute against Wolves. Um, got demolished by Chelsea. Scraped a win against Brighton. Drew with Norwich and now Drew with Southampton. It's not really been... The form there is really just a bit... The game's... It's not been convincing. Spurs have not been convinced that they're going to win every I game. I think the, the, the Wolves game, we ground, we grounded out, ground out a result, which I think was quite satisfying, and, and Supian getting a goal in the last minute. Um, Brighton, um, there was good football in parts. I think that, that that's sort of... I mean, we, we can sometimes play good free-flowing attacking football, Um I just I don't know I don't know how we can I don't know how we can do it I don't know I'm not feeling confident you know I was feeling confident earlier now, now, now that I put it out in in words um, I just don't I don't know top four maybe I don't know we'll see I mean 
I have literally no idea what's happened with Spurs. We we can turn up, we can get a result one week from playing poor, and then and then we can do this. We could, I mean, we didn't have anything. Southampton weren't particularly good going forward as well. As I think Southampton weren't great. They got they, they took two chances or three chances in the game, um, and and then they like and, and then and then they scored they scored one obviously, but we, we just had nothing really going forward. Every time we, I wasn't really convinced that we'd score. I thought we might because I'm a bit delusional like that. Um, but I, I just really worried for for Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like I think it's, you sound like. You you tried to at the beginning there, um, be a lot happier than it was, and try to be, um, um, try to be um, what's it called, positive, but it felt like this was sort of a um, therapy session where you start off happy and slowly but surely you explain everything, and it kind of you bring yourself down and um, you end up revealing your true feelings to how things are going. I think that's kind of what this felt like. Um, <laughs> Because Spurs just haven't been good. So, that was a good summary, hopefully, a good one, of the last few weeks, which we haven't, we haven't done a podcast. Um, we will hopefully having, have some more coming your way in the next few weeks. Um, now to finish the show with the hero and villain of the week. First up, the hero of the week. Um, this was uh, an interesting one, um, a confusing story. I mean, a long story if you read the whole thing. But Bobby Madley um, is hero of the week. Um, it's, it's it's a complicated story. So he uh, he a couple of like a year ago now he put he posted a video of a uh, making mocking a disabled person. No, he didn't. He um, didn't post this. By the way, can we just point it out? So that's, okay, that's fair. He. he, he he is, is the part of the story is that he saved it on his phone sent, sent it to someone he uh, trusted one of his friends he said um, I assume they're no longer friends after the story that friend has gone on to publicise that video uh, or send it to his send it to, to the FA who then fired Bobby Madley, Bobby Madley over that um, I, I think that while obviously you have to take into consideration the um, the the hurt that can be caused by by comments like that, um, but the there's the the point is is that Bobby Madley has shown clear um, remorse and the fact that his 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 uh, father was disabled. Um, I think that this was an overly harsh punishment by by, by the FA um, and Bobby Madley has I think been uh, has, shown, has been a good example on how to deal with uh, comments that you make back the comments uh, offensive comments that you make. Um, and good, and um, I don't know. He's, I feel like he's been treated harshly. So we're we're gonna give him hero of the week. Um, One thing I want to talk yeah. about though is there with like he really acknowledged like he was encouraging people, telling him like this is this is the dangers kind of of kind of the smallest things you don't realize what you do and then they can really come back to haunt you. Like they were good friends with them, apparently, and they get into one fight and all of a sudden people want to retaliate and it's almost not similar to. Um, Rebecca we, Vardy, the Rebecca Vardy incident from weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> where they talked about uh, good friends and someone, someone who knows what could happen in the future. Um, so, kind of like he kind of wanted to encourage people, like it's dangerous what you do. 
It's like mm. you, one thing happens and who knows what can happen. And also the yeah, abuse he got as well, Bobby Madley, from this, uh, yeah, from other people. He was getting animal... Because people didn't know why he got sacked. They just heard he's been sacked. So he was getting abuse from like animal rights because people thought he I mean, more, did more weird things. From the sun, though. From the sun. That, that was... Um, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of In, insert 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 expletive here. The sun. Yeah, but that's um, kind of just the sun, that is, sun, isn't it? It's like you you, you nah, don't expect but... anything less from them, do you? <laughs> Scum of the earth. Scum um, of the earth. Um, so as they could be the villain of the week, however, the villain of the week is kind of a Arsenal and Spurs related one. It's going to be Leeds United. They've just not been playing our players. We give them their pl- our players <laughs> to loan out. They're allowed to play yeah, them. Is. Arsenal with Eddie Nketiah, Spurs with Jack Clark, and they're not playing them. I think the more egregious one was Jack Clark because he literally wasn't in a single squad for the for a league game all season, all of it. Also, I mean, so far, literally, at all. We, it's just a bit stupid. Like Arsenal, Arsenal and Spurs now have both cleverly um, recalled these players who who probably get loaned out again in January, hopefully to a team that's going to play them and and respect them and. And I just hope the worst for Leeds now, especially this weekend, um, as we play them. I think what would be funny if if, if Nketiah starts for Arsenal this week against Leeds <laughs> and scores against them. That would be quite... It would kind of be um, kind of worth it. And, and, and as the... There was a famous song, but I'm not going to sing it, about, about the Leeds scum. <laughs> but, um, so... I think it's important that we put rivalries aside and put all these petty arguments aside and support Leeds this week. Up the Leeds, up the Leeds, even though they're to them for Jack Clark. And that, yeah, I, 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 don't, I never understood that deal because they, they asked for him. They, they clearly wanted him back on loan for some reason. And it, it wasn't there was a manager change. There was some other thing. It was just they had him back on loan. They didn't want to put him in the squad at all. He played like, like two League Cup games, right? And they were they were out the League Cup early because they're crap. Um, but like, why would you why would you specify that you want him back on loan? If you're not going to play him at all. And I, I don't know if he's any good anymore. I, I've never seen him play. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, that's it for this week. Um, it's been a while. Um, we hope you enjoyed. Um, please like, share, do whatever you can to spread podcast. Um, Thank you very much, and see you next week. Tottenham Arsenal.